You're listening to a live recording from one of our midweek services here at Cornerstone Church in Salisbury, North Carolina. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. We believe this message will be a blessing to your life. In this installment of our series, Who is God? Pastor Brandon Sparker will be helping us to see that God is our treasure. We hope you're ready for this life-changing message. It's time to come into a greater understanding of who God is. Are you ready for the word tonight? Uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, wrapping this up here tonight. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about who is God. And uh, we've talked last, the last two Wednesdays about God, our provider. And we're kind of going in sequence with uh, positioning ourselves to prosper. So we're going to talk a little bit about tonight. You know, to really know who God is, you have to understand his ways and how he operates. How many of you know that? And the word is really clear, especially in the Gospels, we understand that. So I want to talk about tonight on the subject of my treasure. Somebody say my treasure. And, uh, you know, there's two kingdoms, two treasures, and one choice. Did you hear what I said? There's two kingdoms, two treasures, and one choice. And we're going to talk about it. Let's go to Matthew Chapter 6, verse 19 through 24, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible, and it says, Do not gather and heap up or store up yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy, and where thieves break through and steal, but gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither... Moth, nor rust, nor worm, consume and destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart, what? Be also. For the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your body will be full of light. But if your eye is unsound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the very light in you, your conscience, is darkened, how dense is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stand by and be devoted to the one and despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and what? Mammon, money, deceitful riches, money, possessions, or whatever is trusted in. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword going where no knife can go in the hearts of individuals. Lord, Make my tongue the pen of a ready writer, ready to inscribe it upon their hearts. We promise to give you the glory for the revelation you're going to release here tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said amen. Amen. So when Jesus is speaking here, he's speaking about believers, really uh, proper conduct in relationship when it comes to money and possessions. So he's talking to them here. He, he's talking about storing up uh, things in your heavenly account or 
in your heavenly banking account and not necessarily investing so much into earthly things or things in this earth that are not going to bear any fruit or bear anything internally so that when you stand before him, you'll have something to show. But he goes on to talk about, he says, wherever your treasure is, that is where your heart is also. So wherever you invest is what you love. Amen? Did you hear what I said? Wherever you invest is what you love. So the more you invest, whatever you put, you know, you believe in that. Whatever you put stock in or whatever you invest in is what you believe in. And whatever you believe in has power over your life. Did you hear what I said? So if you believe in the Lord and you invest in eternal things, then the power of the Lord has the ability to move. It's not that God can't do it. He can do it, but it's will you allow him to do it? What, you know, I know this is a simple question and people don't really think about it, but will you let the Lord bless you? Will you let him care for you? Will you let him minister to you? Okay, will you let him make you the head and not the tail? Will you let him make you healed of the Lord? But you got to invest in that because your investment shows you believe. Wherever a man's treasure is, there is his heart is also. So it means that your belief system or your treasure, you're invested in that. You believe in that. You're surrendered to that. That is a part of who you are. And I don't know about you, but I've never put anything into God's hands and got less back. Never. Never. Thank you, Franklin. He said, that's good God Almighty. That's good. I've never done that. So he, so he says this to us. He's, he's given us really here proper conduct on how to operate. I love what Dr. Martin Luther King said. He said, I've, had, I've held many things in my hand and I've lost them all. But whatever I place in God's hand, I still possess. Ain't that powerful right there? So when you invest into the kingdom and when you put things in God's hand, the thief can't come and steal it. The worm can't destroy it. The moth can't. It cannot rust. None of those things can take place when you're investing into the kingdom. Now, when you're investing in the kingdom, you can't go by what you see with your eye. You can't go by your feelings. You've got to go by your faith and know that the God in heaven, your father, who, who is the creator of the heavens and the earth, that anything you put in his hands, including yourself, the Bible says no man can pluck you out of his hands, that he is going to take care of you because he knows how many hairs on your head, even if you don't have any, David. He knows how many. Some of y'all are like, I got a hat on, bless the Lord. 
So we have to ask ourselves the question, what do we value the most? What do you value? Uh, and what do you hate to lose? Ain't that good? I don't know about you, but I, don't, I hate to lose people to a lost eternity. I hate to lose people to the enemy. I hate to see the enemy take people's lives, distort it, distort it and tear it up and rip it up and oppress and depress and everything. So that means I've got to get on the wagon. I've got to get on my bicycle. I've got to start rolling and pushing and pressing in and investing and believing God. Because the, the only thing you can, you can take to heaven with you is people. You can't take anything else with you. So we have to ask the Lord to give us heart where the thing we hate to lose the most is people. The thing we hate the most is to see the church empty. The thing we hate the most is to see empty seats. It makes us sick because we know that people are hanging by a thread and that you are one breath away from eternity. They're one breath away, and if how can they hear unless there be sent? And how can they be sent unless there's a preacher that rises up? You don't have to be in pulpit ministry to be a preacher. You just have to be willing to invest what you have into the gospel, and God will raise up. Let me go to this church over here. God will raise up people who have the ability and the anointing to communicate, but it's not just the person who's preaching whose heavenly account it goes to. It's every person in the room who has given, who has served, who has prayed, who has fasted. It's going to go to your account so that when you stand before him, you'll say, Lord, I brought this person with me. I brought this person with me because I invested into the kingdom and not into the things that are going... Your house probably going to be falling down in a in hundred years from now. Your car's going to be a rust bucket in 50, 60 years from now. But I'll tell you what will remain. That's people in eternity. Can you say amen to that? Friday, my aunt got up at 5 a.m. She had heartburn. She walked to, you know, make coffee. You know, just hit the button, you know, start the coffee pot. 5 a.m. Turns the coffee pot on, starts to feel sick, walks to the chair in the living room, gets very ill, starts throwing up. And then all of a sudden she screams for my uncle. He comes out there. She goes, I got a sharp pain in my left, behind my left ear. And then immediately she fell to the ground unconscious. Had an aneurysm in her head. It took out 92% of her brain, the blood. The wall fell on her vein. Took out, saturated 92%. Completely ended her life right there. 
She passed away yesterday morning. Breathe out her last breath. She took two and then step from this life into eternity. You are just a few breaths away. Stick your hand out like that. You're just that far away from stepping over. That's why there's got to be a sense of urgency in the church. That's why there's got to be a passion and a fire. And it, that's why there's got to be a desire into investing into the kingdom. Because people are this close away from going to a lost eternity. But we got a bunch of church folk who just want to have another latte, soy latte in the coffee bar at church. And all the men drinking estrogen. No, I'm serious. We're, we're worried about a lot soy latte coffee, and we got people going to a lost eternity. Something's wrong. I don't know about you, but I, I want I, whatever, whatever makes him up. I want whatever he wants. I, if he's looking for souls, I want to make souls my number one priority. Now, she was saved and born again and committed and all those great things. That's wonderful. But how many other ones were not that breathe out their last breath this today? And nobody, no, we, were, we were having church, but nobody was investing into the kingdom so that we could reach more people and do more because we're okay with just a little handful of people and we're okay with just how things have been. When God didn't call us to stay steady, he called us to increase, grow, multiply. Somebody said, you're just upset that, you know, what happened? No, I'm not upset. I'm, I'm actually good. I'm not upset. I've been talking about souls for eight months. Where you been? Amen. So what, are, what, what do our thoughts turn to most frequently when we are free to think what we will? What affords us the greatest pleasure? Is it earthly treasure or heavenly treasure? So when we spend on earthly treasure, it, it, it has to do with money is only a temporary value. How many of you know that? Don't matter, you know, of course, you, you want to bless your children when you go and all those great things and all that's biblical and important. But you can't take it with you. Amen. Well, do you no good. So if you can't take it with you, why not invest it uh, into something that you can take with you to heaven? Amen. Ain't that good? Because prosperity, God doesn't want to bless you. Now, this might be contrary to a lot of what you heard, but this is the way I see it in the word of the Lord is God don't bless you just to live in a 10,000 square foot home, drive a Range Rover, and have an airplane in the backyard or a water park. I mean, if you want those things, great. 
But if you're spending more money in that than you are in the kingdom, something's wrong. If you're spending more money in that stuff and not being a blessing to other people around you, something's wrong. Amen. Something's got a hold of you. And it ain't Jesus. Those things are great, and those things are wonderful. And the Lord, I, told, I talked to you about this last week. He cares for you, and he wants you blessed, and he wants you to have. But the last thing we need is another person just running around going nuts. We need people who are serious about eternity. So Jesus wants us to choose our treasury. And where we make our deposits. And if we, if we have an earthly treasure, it'll be lost when we die. We've been talking about it. And then if it's a heavenly treasure, it'll be ours for eternity. So Jesus was really saying here that a mass of wealth isn't morally wrong. It's just a poor investment. Being wealthy is not wrong. Having large amounts of wealth is not wrong. It's just not the investment of the kingdom. Ain't that good? Because you can't take it with you. Go to 2 Peter 3.7. Is this good? But the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of the ungodly men. So it's talking about here that moth, rust, thieves, and peril are your earthly treasure. And in the end, everything else will be consumed by fire anyways. That's what he's saying here. So the, anything, okay, that's not eternally, a treasure that is not eternal will be burned up by fire anyways. So wood, hay, stubble, all those things are going to be burned up. So when you stand before him, you have to know that, okay, when I stand before the Lord, you know the Bible talks about throwing your, laying your crowns at his feet. Okay, what are you going to lay down if everything you've got has been burned up by fire? How many of you heard me say it? You're going to get fire either way. Look at your neighbor and say, you're fired. You're going to get fire either way. You're going to get on fire right now for God. You're going to invest into the kingdom. You're going to win souls. Or number two, you're going to get hellfire for all eternity. That's a real place. Or number three, you're going to get fire that is talking about here in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. You're going to stand before him and your life is going to be consumed with this fire there. And the only thing that will be left is people. I don't know what that is, but it's driving me crazy. Everything else is going to be gone. The only thing that will remain is your crown that you cast at his feet. Amen. Amen. 
John Wesley said, I value all things only by the price they shall gain in eternity. David Livingston, or this not Livingstone, it's Livingston. I'm just letting you know because I know there's a difference there. Getting ready to have a, a riot here. Uh, said, I place no value on anything I possess except a relation to the kingdom of God. Amen. So let's talk about discovering true wealth. Y'all want to? Matthew 13, 44. The Amplified. The kingdom of heaven is like something precious buried in a field, which a man found and hid again. Then in his joy he goes and he sells all that he has and buys that field. So what he's saying here, what we keep is what we lose. What we share, what we give up and share and do in Christ's name will ultimately come back to us in heaven. Did you hear what I said? So if we store up heavenly treasures, then we'll, we will never stop. They, if we store up heavenly treasures, they will never stop paying dividends. Go to Ecclesiastes 5.15. As a, as a man came from his mother's womb, so will he go again naked. He came and he will take away nothing for all his labor which he can carry is in his hand. Put that in your pipe and smoke it right there. You know, working hard doesn't make you rich. You know that, right? Don't make you rich. Working hard doesn't make you rich. Being a steward of what you have makes you rich. And you're being a steward when you're investing into the kingdom. How many of y'all work hard and you ain't rich yet? That has nothing. They tell you, work hard enough, you'll get it. Lie. Tell that to somebody who's 80 years old, can't afford to retire. Lie, 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 your pants are on fire. That is not true. Work hard enough, you'll get it and do this. No, 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 no. No, but you get somebody who steward their money, they'll make that stuff work. They will, I'm telling you, you get somebody who is good at stewarding, and they will bypass everybody who's working three jobs and losing their mind and their family at the same time. Because a person who knows how to steward will keep his family, they'll keep his mind, and he'll have everything he needs. That's good right there. Can you say amen? So let's talk about this. Go to Psalms 49, 16 through 20 in the NAS. Do not be afraid when a man becomes rich... When the glory of his house is increased, for when he dies, he will carry nothing away. 
His glory will not descend after him, though while he lives, congratulates himself, and though men praise you when you do well for yourself, he shall go to a generation of his fathers. They shall never see the light. Man in his prompt, yet without understanding, is like the beast that perish. So what is treasure? What is your treasure? Okay, we're talking about earthly treasure. House, car, boat, libraries, guns, collections, arts, coin, jewels, savings, retirement, insurance, policies, real estate, shares, condominiums. Mansions, I know a lot of y'all got those in here. All those different things. Is it wrong to have those? No. But it's, it's wrong when you put those over the Lord in your life and over if you invest more in those things than you do in the Lord. And in other people's lives. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18 and 19 here. Charge them, do good, to be rich in what? Oh, good works. Okay. To be liberal and generous of heart, ready to share with others in this way, laying up for themselves the riches that endure forever, as we've been talking about. A good foundation for the future so that they may gasp that which is life indeed. So he's saying that you, the way you invest into the kingdom and the way you, you, you store up good treasure is by having a liberal and generous heart. And it's not just about money, okay? Everybody here immediately, their head goes to money. It's not just about money. It's about your time. It's about, your, it's, it's about where you live, what you do. It's all about that. It's more. How many of you know time is money? How many of you work how many hours in the day? You're never getting those hours back, right? I always say, you're going you're gonna to eat a cheeseburger, take a nap, and you'll be there. It'll be over. It, it, the time is gone. But it takes time to make that money. And then so when you give to others, you're not giving money. You're giving time. But you're not just giving time. You're giving life. You're giving. You took time in your life to make that money. So you're putting your life in the bucket. Stop putting your money in the bucket and start putting your life in the bucket. Ain't that good? When you put your life in the bucket, if you sow life, you'll get life back. Amen. If you plant life in the ground, 
The seed will germinate, you'll get life back. You've been looking at it from the wrong perspective. Oh, it's just another thing and them need money. No, nobody needs your money. <laughs> Nothing. No. We, we serve the same God you do. Just like he took care of you, he's going to take care of us. We don't need your money, but you need an opportunity to sow life. It's not to get money from you. It's to get the blessing to you. Shout amen if you believe that. Philippians 4.17. Is this helping anybody or too slow? Not that I seek or am eager for your gift. Oh, wow, this is Paul talking here. Back me up, Paul. Come on. That we seek or aim eager for your gift. He's saying, I don't want your money. They came, oh, here comes one of those prosperity preachers in town again. Bless God. He's coming. Hide your money under your pillow. He's coming. And uh, that, that's what, here, here comes another one. But I do not seek him and eager for the fruit which is increased of your credit, the harvest of the blessing that is accumulating in your account. So listen, listen to what he's saying here. But I do seek eager the fruit. He's not talking about the fruit of the natural. He's talking about spiritual fruit. He says, look, keep your money. But how many souls are you winning? How many people are you bringing with you to heaven? How many people are you blessing? How many people are you buying groceries for them when they're in the front of you and they can't afford them themselves? Or they start putting stuff on the back on the shelf. No, I'll take this off. And no, I can't afford this. Or a mother with an EBT card who goes to swipe it and she's only got a certain amount. So she starts putting stuff back on the, on the belt because she can't afford it. But where, where were you behind her who said, baby, don't worry about it. I got this. Handed her a $100 bill and said, take care of it. Because I know that that's going to have an effect on eternity in that woman's life. And say, I didn't just want to give you the money. I want to tell you about a church too. Because I've been where you've been. I've struggled where you've struggled. I had a mom who worked and didn't cut. The floors were falling through in the house. But there was somebody who came by and did the same for me. So I'm going to sow into you. Because great is my reward in heaven. My mom was a cosmetologist. I got to hurry. Is this helping anybody? My mom was a cosmetologist. And we lived, I, not too, a couple of months ago, I posted the, the trailer we lived in. The floor was falling through and... I fell through the floor, almost cut my leg off one day. And uh, I'll never forget, there were several times for days we slept in the house with no electricity. Couldn't afford it. Because my mom made too much money, cosmetologist, to, to get help. And not enough money to pay. The, how many of you know that? Been there before. And she would... so. But I'll tell you, if anybody can pray, I mean, my God, she'll blow the roof off herself. Her and Pastor Tina, I mean, they just, I mean, they're like an 
AK-47 machine gun on the devil, and he don't know. He's getting shot so many times he don't know where it's coming from. I mean, just pop, pop. Yeah, you know, just running. I mean, he's just coming. I mean, just violent. And uh, I mean, mean, the lights are out. Mom don't have any money for food, and my mom would have me by the hand, and after school, that they would, after school, she'd pick me up, and I'd go stay in the break room at the salon because you didn't, couldn't afford to. So I'd be back there, you know, doing stuff and couldn't watch TV, so you had to do something. So we'd back there doing stuff and all that. And uh, I'd be back there, and we, she'd be praying. I mean, praying the Holy Ghost as we're walking. And then next thing you know, a $100 bill would just fly out of nowhere in the parking lot between her legs. She'd pick it up and she'd look around and she'd walk up to somebody and say, Hey, does this belong to you? They said, No, that's not mine. It must be yours. No, 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 no. You, 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 you see what I'm saying? But when you make what God makes a priority, He'll make you a priority and He'll take care of your house. Somebody said, well, I'm not struggling like that. it, It ain't about if you're struggling like that. Let me tell you, it can be great today and total chaos tomorrow. You might not need it today, but there could be a day coming where you wish there was a $100 bill flying between your legs. Because I'm telling you, things can get sketchy and sideways quick. But if you sow it now, when you do have it, When you need it, God will always make sure you got a heavenly banking account. I said you got a heavenly banking account to make withdrawals out of. Can you say amen to that? Uh, we, we, We had a, even during that time, my mom had a little Datsun car that was blue but turned gray because the color faded on it. And it had tires on it, may blow tires, may blow any minute. Just on, on the, and uh, the, the windows, they were, you know, I had a hole in the floorboard so I could see the floorboard as dry. And you'd hit a bump, the window just whoo, right down in the door. And uh, go down in the door. And I'll never forget, my mom, I mean, the wires are showing on the tires. And uh, my mom's praying in the house. I mean, I mean, the house is shaking like this. I mean, she's praying. I mean, it's just rolling in there. And I'm like, my Lord, you think you're in an earthquake, you know? And it's shaking. And, and uh, you, you think I'm exaggerating. I'm not, I promise. It's shaking in the house. And guy runs by our house because we live by a road. I mean, he's going, and then you hear, you slam on brakes, and he throws it in reverse. And he comes, he knocks on the door. He says, ma'am, I don't know you, but I drove by your house. The Lord spoke to me and told me to bring you $300 for tires. That's the kind of God we serve. I said, that's the kind of God we serve. That's your God. You, you know what, though? You want to know the secret? My mom never let me go to Sunday school, even if she gave me one cent to give. 
She was con. My, she'll tell you, my mom will give her last. If I take my mom to a week of revival with me, she'll give every dime in the offering. Every dime. And then she'll go, well, I'll just believe God. And God, I mean, she will. And, you know, and I've, I've helped her, you know, balance that. But, because my, you know, I've helped her balance those kind of things. But, but. But she's always got another account in the heavenlies to pull out of. And the Lord does it. And you can pull that when you've always, when you got something in. How I many know you go down to F&M Bank right now and there's zero in the bank? They ain't giving you nothing. Same way in your heavenly account. If you've not sown, how do you pull anything out? But it's not really about the money or the amount. It's about, it's about laying up things in eternal, eternally. It's not about the, the money. It's about the motive of the heart and your heart towards the Lord. The money has nothing to do with it. He's got all the money in the world. Are you getting are you getting a revelation of this? Is it helping you? So you got to ask yourself, where is your heart? Show me your checkbook. Show me your credit card savings. Show me your cash receipts and I'll show you where your heart is. Because you can't love God and not love his works and want to fund his works. So this is God's way system. Remember I talked about last week, he cares for you. Remember that? He cares for you. So he put a system in place that when you're generous, he'll make sure generosity always comes and finds you. He said, I've created a system. I love you so much. I created a system for you to operate in. So that you can be blessed to be a blessing to others. You know what, you know what our desire is? We want to be so blessed that we Live off a of 10% and give the 90. Want to give it away. That's like, I mean, when has that been on your vision board? When have you made that a goal? Like, God, bless me so much that I can go down to sheets off of Jake Alexander. I think that's Jake. Yeah, off the sheets of Jake, and I can just pump gas for people and pay for it for four hours, and it won't. I won't have to budget or do anything. I won't. I won't even have to look at the banking account to be concerned. Oh, do I have enough to cover this? No. Bless me so much, I can just do it to be a blessing to others. 
Not because I want a jet, not because I want a big house, although I do want do want a big house. I do. I got a big house. I do want a big house, but <laughs> y'all laugh all you want. I'm telling you it's the truth. But that 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 that's not the point. Because when I pass, that house will mean nothing. You lose somebody you love, you'll burn the house down for them. Forget the house. Take, you'll be saying, God, take the house, the car, the money, and everything. Just give me them back. You ask Pastor Tina. She said, you take everything. Give, give me him back. Because none of that means anything. And that's how the Lord wants your heart to be. That's how the Lord wants us to be. And that's how we steward money properly in this system that he has created. Because he loves us. So where's your heart? You can't serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and money. It's impossible. Loving, being devoted to one means that you automatically despise and hate the other. Money's just a tool. We don't love it. We respect it, but we don't we don't love it. It's a tool to invest into the kingdom. I'm so excited for this family right here. The Lord's working for them and he just was God just made a way for him to get a new investment property. And he's, he knows it's the Lord doing it. He's been in here sitting, and he knows it's the Lord doing it. He's never been to a church like this before or probably thinks we're all crazy, you know. But I hear him saying amen and lifting his hands, so he's, he's getting in with it here. But... Not too, we're not too bad, are we? Good, good. But we're, we're actually in our right mind. We know what we're talking about. But the, he said the Lord did it for him. That's what he told me. The Lord made it, made a way. The Lord did it. You know why the Lord gave that? So he could be a blessing to other people. That's why he did it. That's why he's going to get. That's why, Brian, that's why when you have 10 fleet trucks and, and Mr. Andy, you have 10 schools. It's all to fund the kingdom. That's all it's for. That's why when you get that business opportunity, that job promotion, it's to fund the kingdom. That's what it's really for. Amen. Stand to your feet tonight. If you choose a life wasted in pursuit of wealth on earth, let me ask you this. Will you choose a life wasted in pursuit of wealth on earth or a life invested in the pursuit of the wealth of heaven? 
This is God's system. This is knowing God so loved the world what he gave. To give is to know God in the highest form. Did you get a revelation? To give is to know God on the highest level. Father, we thank you for your presence here tonight. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you, Lord, for working and moving and touching and transforming our minds to see and to hear, to be givers and lovers of you and of your people. Help us to be that blessing to that single mother and help us to help that family that can't keep their electric on and help us to fund the vision that you have here to go to the next level lord if 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 you can get it to us we promise you can get it through us we'll be trustworthy we'll be faithful we'll be faithful with it we'll be good stewards of it we won't We won't lavish it on things that are unfruitful. We'll make it about souls. So I speak a special blessing upon every person here. The Lord, if they'll commit in their heart to be a blessing to you and to your people, I pray that even by Sunday, you're going to work out some things supernaturally in the area of finances that's going to blow their mind. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Wow, what a powerful message from Pastor Brandon Spiker. If you've been blessed by this message, we want to encourage you to head over to www.mycornerstone.church or the Church Center app where you can share your testimony with us. We'd love to hear it. Here you can also send in any prayer requests and we also ask that you consider sowing into Cornerstone so that we can continue to reach people all around the world. While you're there, you can also check out all of our upcoming events. We have something for the entire family. Come and join us in person on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. You can also join Cornerstone Espanol, our Spanish-speaking service, on Sundays at 1 p.m. Your family is always welcome here. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.